What's going on, peeps? This is Mr. Fretz of the Fretzelmania podcast, and you are listening to the Kings of the Rings podcast right here on Wrestle Attic Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Don't forget to bow down and tip your crown. up this week on kings of the rings podcast coming off a stellar weekend of wrestling and i actually kind of mean that uh one punk almost ruined it for everyone we break down all out payback a historic milestone for gunther and hopefully for the last time ever <laughs> cm punk somebody once told me the road was gonna the world was gonna roll me ain't the sharpest tool in the shed but i am sharp enough to tell you about it is the episode 353 of kings of the rings podcast exclusively on wrestleatic radio and it starts right now midnight music So don't delay, act now. Supplies are running out. And rest in peace to the lead singer of Smash Mouth. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Yeah. How, yeah. Dare you, how dare you just hit me with that? I said somebody once told me the world was going to roll me. That's the opening line to All Star. I know, dude. I know he died. I was so sad. I was so <laughs> yes, sad. rest in peace, rest in peace. But it, it's it's not a sad episode to this week. It's a fun episode this week. But I had to put that in there because Smash Mouth and All Star is a fucking iconic, iconic ass song. Yes. With a shape of an L on her forehead. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to King's Rings Podcast, episode 353, all out of payback. I am I am your host, King Ricky Rose. Thank you guys for joining us on what is soon what is sure to be a stellar episode of Kings of the Rings Podcast because I'm about to dunk on somebody that deserves to be dunked on after he pulled those fucking shenanigans. Be happy that Kayfabe is not with us this week. Like, share, subscribe, leave us five-star reviews. Uh, hit the hit the notification button if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitch, wherever you're following us. Please, please give us a follow, like, buy some of our merch, link to all of that is in the description below with me. Without Kayfabe, which again, I'm happy that Kayfabe's not here because we are proud to go to town on some guy. Uh, Will Tereshock, how are you? Yeah, man, I'm just glad that guy isn't me. I'm glad I'm not the one getting dunked on. I'm kind of sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Don't worry, Taquan's still in the comments to dunk on you. Yeah, yeah, well, Taquan's <laughs> wrong, all right? First off, Hercules is better than the lad, and I'll fight anyone over it. Uh, oh, my boy. name is Will Tereshock, Tia's and Thomas. I did not draft a kicker in the first round. I wasn't there my I wasn't there my fancy draft, so I don't even know who you I You probably the first drafted round. a kicker in the first round. I didn't, Ricky. I'll read you my team after, after this. Uh, <laughs> in the post show because you're gonna like it. Then I need to last week. It's pretty good. I don't know. I drafted. I drafted on Sunday night, so I'll read you mine. I'm I'm pretty happy with my team too. I am. I, I was. I drafted last in the uh, team of 14. My team is projected to go 128 Ooh. points this week, so I am pretty excited. Good for the first week. Yeah. Good for the first week. Oh boy, folks. All right. So let's get into this right now. This is going to be a very, very fun episode, at least for me, and probably Will Tarashock uh, as well. We've got a lot to go through. Two premium live events, or one premium live event, one pay-per-view to review, and some historic things happening uh, from the world 
of wrestling. But dear listeners, dear listeners, dear listeners, we're going to start off by saying we are gathered here today to mourn the career of one Philip Jack Brooks, better known to some as CM Punk, even better known to most people in the pro wrestling world, especially as on the business side, bad. as a complete and utter asshole. Okay, we're not going to go into too many details, but we talked about it last week. Phil Brooks, also known as CM Punk, got into an altercation with one Jack Perry during All In in Wembley Stadium. This is on top of the shenanigans he pulled with Jack Perry a couple weeks prior to during an episode of Collision on top of him running down Hangman Page again. Wow, what an asshole! <laughs> exactly. Uh, it came out... I think it was Friday or it came out on Friday, I think. Yeah, something like that. Uh, AW released an official statement saying that after uh, an internal investigation from a committee of people, as well as an independent investigation team, it was a unanimous recommendation to to fire CM Punk and terminate his contract effective immediately. Not only did they release that statement the, the day before they were going to do collision in Chicago, okay, they kicked off Chicago with a video message from one Tony Khan confirming that, it. Right? confirming it, saying that he they did their internal investigation, they had an independent investigator look into the details. Uh, the recommendation was to immediately terminate CM Punk's contract, which Tony Khan said he was uh, going to move forward with. Here's what I found interesting about this, uh, Mr. Tereshok. Tony Khan then goes on to state something to the effect of this. He says, in my 30 years of watching wrestling and being a wrestling fan, I never felt like my life was in danger like it was last Last week, sure it was <laughs> drama queen. Which did, you know, did, did you did you pussy write that for you? Christ, <laughs> what do you so, think is gonna happen? All right, he Tony Khan was fighting the eighties, but they really brought guns in the locker room. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I, I I read that. I'm like, no, you weren't. You were not. <laughs> no, you weren't. Like, shut up. <laughs> you stop this shenanigans right now. Yeah, fire him. He deserves to be fired. But like. Mm -hmm. Are you a victim? No. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. You want a victim. <laughs> like, you were scared for your life. Like, God, I, I can only imagine what real fear feels like to you then. <laughs> do, do you hate that? You're scared of thunderstorms too? <laughs> it's like both of lightning is more dangerous than CM Punk. He jumps at fireworks because he thinks they're gunshots. <laughs> Yeah, that's, oh, that's, no, for sure. Yeah. That's Tony oh, Khan yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Tony Khan for you. When I first heard that, I was like, Tony, you had a good little press. You had a good little video release going. And then you said I was scareful for my life. I was like, that's a defamation lawsuit coming your way real quick from punk. Because that's defamation of character. You think so? He, I, I wouldn't put a pass punk to give it a fucking shot. You think because he was afraid for his life? I mean, but okay, let's 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 steal man's argument. He let's say he legitimately felt scared for his life. It's not is a defamation <laughs> if it's true. No. So you, like definitely def, def, keep in mind defamation is the hardest thing to prove in a court of law. This is true. CM Punk needs to disprove his feelings, which 
You can't do that. <laughs> I mean, like, you can just say I feel a certain way, and guess what? You feel a certain way. Like, that's just how it works. Yeah. So, the CM Punk tyrant went on for a while. Again, bold move doing this right before their Chicago show, which shows you the immediacy of that that Tony and AEW felt they needed to act and they acted rather swiftly, which in essence, I do commend Tony for actually growing some balls and finally saying enough is enough. I, Even I, do, he, I do too. And at first, yeah. at first I was like, wow, you idiot. They're going to hijack the show now. <laughs> Chicago. That is now I'm mm-hmm. thinking, wow, you genius that to stop them from hijacking the show. <laughs> yeah. The, um, what I did hear, and it was multiple reports, is that uh, security at the at the United Center, because they were there all weekend, obviously for a collision and all out and whatnot, were, uh, were confiscating pro CM Punk signs. Yeah, which, of course, duh. Yeah, I, I, I do Stupid, find it interesting. duh. I find it interesting that when AEW was first in its infantile stage, and some can argue it's still in its infantile stage, and they're growing quicker than a lot of people might have expected. Uh, but they were all about, oh, you can wear whatever you want, you can bring whatever sign you want, and now they are seeing you can't actually do that anymore. Wow, what uh, an asshole! <laughs> you, you know? You remember that? They were like, oh, we're going to be like the wrestling show for the people. Yeah, you know? but you know what? You want, you, want, you want quits that shit real quick? Money. And mm-hmm. making money. And front row signs, front row people's signs have the N-word on it. That That's going to push yeah. stuff that real fucking quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, so there's that. They started confiscating signs. Um, obviously, they booed the Young Bucks throughout all of the weekend, but... We got a we got a couple of questions to kind of really break down here with this with this Phil Brooks, CM Punk, uh, fiasco or you can say it's fiasco or whatever it is. Punk lasted two years in AEW. Kind of two years. Kind of. He was also injured a lot. Two years injured a lot. Became AEW World Champion. Uh, obviously, you had Brawl Out, which was last year. Happy anniversary, by the way. Um, <laughs> God, dude, it was almost, dude, this literally almost happened to the day. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God! I literally, I literally got a uh, like a, like the like a like a memories thing on my phone this morning because we were in yeah. I was in Nashville this time last year. Mm-hmm. This, I just completely forgot. CM Punk like had that blowout like this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, he had he had the brawl out. Uh, the young bucks doing a victory lap at the end of collision. No one really cares. It's just going the young bucks being the young bucks. People looked into that way too much. But anywho, uh, you had brawl out. Obviously, he was suspended. No one knew he was going to return. They decide to reconcile for CM Punk. They bring him back. They essentially create an entire show around CM Punk. Yeah, they do okay. They pretty much gave him the Hogan. We talked about this like three weeks ago. They gave him creative control. He was even allegedly barring people from even showing up on the show. Gave him freedom to do whatever he wanted. And people, only people were going to be on the show were people that could tolerate Punk. And that backfired in their face. <laughs> okay, because then all of a sudden people couldn't tolerate Punk. Surprise, surprise. Um, then you have the all-in situation again where you're fighting in Gorilla before you go out for your match. Uh, you're calling yourself the real-world champion because you never lost a title, which is technically correct, but you're not going to explain why you actually lost the title. You, I yeah, mean, why, why, why was that? Why didn't you lose the title? <laughs> we're gonna, I mean, even talking about when he came back, he pretty much said, whoops, my fault, sorry. My robots were speaking to me. Uh, but even then, 
you have you have him come back from his initial suspension from brawl out and pull the sorry I'm not sorry speech. What should have been your wow, first sign? What an asshole. What should have been your first sign? But you're like, you know what? We're going to go with this. We're going to see how this plays out. And look what happened. It played out exactly the way it always plays out with Phil Brooks is that he becomes the villain when he thinks he's the hero. I'm sorry you got your feelings hurt. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> I hope he understands that's what AEW is saying to him when they fired him. Dude, I can't wait till he has, like, a Cole Cabana podcast. He's like, this place was run by idiots. It was a circus. And, oh, yeah, I had creative control and complete freedom. Here's the problem. He can't even do Cole Cabana anymore. <laughs> I know he can't do Cole Cabana. He's going to do, like, oh. a, he's going to do a podcast with Conrad Thompson and be like, this place was run by buffoons. It was a circus. <laughs> no one's had to pick up the airport. Uh, uh, but, Punk, wouldn't you have, like, creative control? Wouldn't you, like, an executive or something? <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Conrad <laughs> here's who I want to do a CM Punk uh, sh- show because it's happening it's co- it's coming it's coming uh, I, you, you, well yeah I bet Tony, that, Tony Khan's lawyer isn't like, like a non- non-competer like, that's the thing like, dude, like, that's also the issue too I don't, we what, don't know like, if there's when, a non-compete when is he, he legally about to speak with AW do flip a coin who knows you know, I know with Regal, when Regal wanted to go come back to WWE to be with his son, there is a Tony Khan put in a, a caveat that he couldn't be an on screen talent for a year. Yeah. But that sounds like it was an agreement done after the fact. Yeah. So I don't think there is any non compete clauses in a lot of these AW contracts. And why would they be? Because a lot of their talent still is active on the indies. Yeah, that too. You know, so this this come back to back Tony Nash. That is a, that is again. If we ever see Punk again, and that's the question, is this the end of Punk? I hope so. Fuck this guy. I'm sick of talking about him. I'm sick of seeing him. Oh my god, he'll do Joe Rogan and spill his guts. Joe Rogan will just laugh at him for being knocked up by Mickey Gall. <laughs> All right. So he, Rogan has no interest in doing uh, CM Punk. Rogan has more of a chance of having Donald Trump in the podcast and Joe and CM Punk. That's, that's a quote from me. I'll, I'll put money on it. <laughs> Yeah, it's Punk to the Impact Zone confirmed. I don't even think Impact is going to touch CM Punk. Impact's doing well without him, surprisingly enough. Who runs Impact? It's not Smashing Pumpkins anymore. It's not the Isn't it Billy Corgan? I thought Billy Corgan was the NWA. Oh, I forgot who runs Impact. I'm not not completely sure. It's definitely not Jeff. Where's, where's, uh, who does Brace for Impact? Is that Nate? Yeah, Nate does it. That's Nate. NWA is Billy Corgan. You are correct, Fretz. Thank you. Um, yeah, we'll ask, we'll ask Nate, the host of a Brace for Impact podcast, who covers all things Impact, easy, past and present. NWA. Good for him. Well, yeah, you know, because he beat, he beat uh, Tyrus. Yeah, who he definitely controlled his narrative. <laughs> Maybe that's where Punk needs to go. <laughs> Punk will Punk will Punk will recreate control your narrative and then ruin his own narrative. Dude, he that's literally did an AW. He had creative control. He controlled his narrative. And he, and he still it. fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. couldn't even book his own place from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> he had creative control and he couldn't get someone to bring a pick up from the airport when he was in control. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's I'm I'm tired of this man. Like you you there's only so many chances you can get, especially in the wrestling world, especially with fans. And there are people who are still supporting him. And people are like, oh, what happened to uh, to what's going to happen to Jack Perry? Which he's suspended indefinitely. Okay, rightfully so. Yeah, cool. Fine. fine. Yeah, yeah, fine. Whatever. Not of a defender. Jack Perry yeah. was fired. I'd be like, why? Because people were calling for like Jack Perry to get fired, and I'm like, Jack Perry's not a repeat offender. 
in this. I can understand the indefinite suspension. Okay, he needs to learn and grow up a little bit and punk. But also, punk is your problem. And I think probably in the investigation, the independent investigation show, based on the history, if you eliminate punk, you eliminate a lot of your problems. Yeah. And that's probably what I, happened. I wonder who conducted it. Conducted, conducted this, <laughs> uh, this independent investigation. Like, who who's backstage asking the question? Because, like, everyone saw it. Like, t- apparently yeah. this fight with Jack Perry happened in front of Tony Khan. He was afraid for his life. So, it was uh, in Gorilla. Yeah, it like, was right? in Gorilla. So, like, so what are you investigating? You were there. You were right there, front and center. What what investigation? Your memory? Like, what, <laughs> what does this investigation mean? <laughs> like, Which, by the way, memory is the worst form of evidence there is out there. I know. It's just the crazy part. Oh, there's cameras in Gorilla. There probably isn't because AEW doesn't want to get those moments, I guess. Well, no, they have AEW All Access, don't they? I don't know. Is that a thing? It's on, I think it's on Max. Oh, for fuck's sake. I guarantee you it's not. Let me check. <laughs> I think it is. Um, see, I, CM Punk lived long enough to see himself become the villain when he should have died the hero. But oh, he never. AW All Access is on Max. No shit. I told you. Yeah. Um, listen, AW All Access would have great ratings if they got anything from the brawl out if, or anything from the, the fight at all in. Although it only has six episodes, so it might have been canceled. I think they might have canceled it, whatever. Because um, I think that All Access was around when Cody was doing stuff. When Cody no. was with them. No, it was 2023. Oh, okay. It might have been filming when he was still there, possibly. Mm, but it wasn't but they, released. At least till 20... Yeah, at least 2023. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, I don't... I can't foresee... Punk in any way being the star that he thinks he is still in any way, shape, or form. I hope. I did say it, Roman he, Reigns' title reign. Roman Reigns' Roman's title reign outlasts his entire, entire career. This is true. This is true. Um, but then again, never say never with with pro wrestling. So, do I want to see Punk return? I think Will and I both are agreeing, agreeing with in agreement here and saying hell fucking no. Oh, I can't uh, wait to cheer him when he goes when he enters the rumble at like number eighteen. I do, <laughs> I do want. Um, I and by the way, for his podcast, I want Austin to do it because I want Austin cross from Punk with hands in the air with all of these controversial Stone Cold questions. I wasn't there, but I'm saying you choked him out, but you choked him out. Dude, the Broken Skull session with CM Punk would be fucking nuts. Because <laughs> you would have Austin chugging beer and CM Punk chugging water. Yeah. Okay, here's a beer for the work, man. Oh, wait, you a pussy. <laughs> he goes, CM Punk, here's my guess. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, listen. I have to buy more of Austin's lager. That shit's really good. The American lager is great. And listen, I mean, it's not out of the ordinary because, I mean, Austin got Jericho when Jericho was in AEW. And that's all, and that's on the network. Yeah, that's true. And, so it it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for Austin to do punk. And honestly, can you imagine the numbers if Austin did the if punk did the Austin podcast? Dude, Austin's done a podcast in a long time. This would be a great one for him to do. I don't here's the I don't know if Punk would bite. I don't know if Austin would bite. Do you think Austin's been following this drama? No. No. No, not, not at all. Not a fucking not chance. At all. Not at I mean, all. Is, is Austin gonna we're gonna talk about what? <laughs> Who gives a you know, fuck? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, like, but I'm not gonna care. 
Yeah, but uh, with with Punk, the uh, all the stuff from Punk is totally erased from AEW. None of his merchandise is there. His AEW related pro wrestling tees merch is not going to be there anymore. He is no longer a part of the roster on AEW's website. Punk <laughs> or the is already <laughs> alumni, I believe. Punk is erased for good. Now, here is the big question, and there's I've heard a lot of theories. Um, Austin doesn't need to watch any more wrestling. Austin's done enough. Um, is there any way possible you think, Will, that CM Punk returns to WWE? No. Like, yeah, I was going to ask you if you bought the rumor he was going to go in a 2023 Rumble, do a, prom- do a feud with Kevin Owens, and I go, what show are you watching? Like, what? Are you crazy? No. Like, I don't think that was even close to happening. Um, but who yeah, knows? I mean, do you do you remember how the 2023 Rumble panned out? Perfectly, without him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, perfectly without him. I don't know. There was a whole Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and Sami turning on Roman to get back with Kevin. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, there's that whole... There's no know, place There's no place for Punk in that story. Yeah, where was... Yeah, exactly. Like, the writing was... <laughs> on the wall and in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Punk was going to go against Kevin Owens. Where? <laughs> when? <laughs> like, he was written off TV and came back in Montreal, like, a month later. Like, where was CM Punk going to fit in the storyline? Yeah. So, I no, the, I, don't believe I, think, the, I don't believe that for a second. I think Scoop Scoop sat and just got come in his pants. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the whole story was supposed to be, like, Punk versus KO at the Mania that year. Which could have moved the needle, but no. But that tag match was way better. It did. That was that was needle moving. Yeah, a tag team yeah. match. Main, main event at WrestleMania. When's the last time that happened? WrestleMania like one. It was. That's yeah, correct. Literally. So. And the first time the tag titles main event to the WrestleMania. Yeah. So no, I don't. I don't buy this for a second that Punk was going back to WWE. I don't buy it. I'll believe it when I see it, and then I still won't believe it. Like. You got to keep him in line, and they couldn't keep him in line when he was there 15 years ago, or like however, like 10 years ago. You think he's gonna keep I, him in line now? I think there is a, I think there is a better chance if Punk, if Punk were to return, um, to WWE to keep him in line. Number one, because the hierarchy of power is a little bit different. Um, in that in that sense, AKA Triple H is probably gonna bury his ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that and it is clear and evident that in the grand scheme of professional wrestling, WWE included, CM Punk is no longer the top guy, and he will be treated as such. Yeah, where do you put him? Uh, I heard a theory from my boy Cash. Shout out to Cash. I heard a theory that you treat Punk as give him. Like special attraction, of like course. a like special attraction. Like he is not a day to day guy. Lord Almighty, he's not a day to day guy. You know, he comes in for a specific feud, um, maybe like six, like a six month prove it deal, kind of. Yep. Yeah, six, uh, Survivor Series to Mania, right? Something like that. Yeah, Survivor Series to Mania. Because let's not forget, folks, where Survivor Series this year, Chicago. There could there there is money to be had in a surprise CM Punk showing up in Chicago. Again, this is also pending a no a non complete clause uh, from AEW and whatever time he has to spend off, which I doubt actually exists. However, you give him a six month prove it. You give him a couple of people that he can work with that he won't outshine. Maybe some more veterans. You give him the Miz. 
you know, hell, feed him the Roman for Rumble. Screw it. <laughs> you know, um, my ideal situation is this. They have John Cena for another two to three months. Punk and Cena. Punk can handle Cena. Uh, I mean, Punk, Cena can handle Punk. Uh, you get it's it's a nostalgic thing. And also Punk can outshine Cena. And he and you and you keep Punk away from all your other talent. I think I'd rather see and you Brock give John something to do. I think I'd rather have see Brock murder the fuck out of CM Punk. <laughs> you see Brock come back early just to be Punk. Yeah, just to beat him up. <laughs> that would be great. Um, but no, Punk maybe does Survivor Series the Mania run. Like if I'm if I'm potentially booking, if I'm interested in re-signing CM Punk, and in the current WWE landscape, including NXT, it's hard to place CM Punk anywhere. Right. Um, it's it's just it's there's too much talent. There's too much talent that's better than him. In the ring, we'll put it that way. Maybe not on the mic, but in the ring, there's too much talent that's better than him that can tell a better story in the ring than him. Um, but if I'm calling up Punk, hypothetically speaking, to try to sign him, my pitch to Punk is listen. You have one final opportunity to maybe go out on a more positive note. This is your third, like this is your, you fucked yourself up the first time in WWE. Obviously, everybody knows what happened to AEW. You're not getting, you're not getting any younger. You're not getting any better. You have one more opportunity to potentially go out to some sort of okay statement and with some sort of dignity. We can give you a mid card spot in wrestle in WrestleMania with a potential person to be named, yay or nay. You can lose to Austin Theory. Something, yeah, <laughs> something <laughs> like something. <laughs> he, but like at this point, the the window is so small for him to do something that either he takes it now or he's gone forever. Yeah, fuck him. I don't want to see him again. I don't care, dude. I don't want to uh, listen. He's punks ruined it for me. And it's, it's really funny. Um, Charles was right. Remember, remember Charles last week? What now? What do you say? It, it, we clipped it on one of our socials, but he said that he's like, he goes, I love to see him punk run. Cause it's proving everything that we've known all along. He's been a dick the whole time. Yeah. He's been a dick the whole time. <laughs> you know, so Pungo Mac to making B movies and mid comics. He wasn't even good at that. He wasn't even good at that. Go back to UFC. Go to MMA commentary, which he was pretty good at, I think. Because like, I think commentary, he's fine. Um, he can't even go back to UFC because it's going back to WWE. Not not UFC. <laughs> MMA. MMA commentary, yeah. like Bellator or something. Yeah, I'll go to Bellator or like One Pro Wrestling or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, but yeah, now rest in peace, CM Punk. You Punk screwed Punk. Yep. Yep. That's, <laughs> That's what it is. That sums it up. Punk screwed Punk and Triple H was right the whole time. Yeah. That's all it is. God, so, I hate being an adult. <laughs> yep. You see your wow, heroes. What an asshole. You see the heroes for who they actually are. So, if this is the last time we talk about CM Punk, thank God. Anywho, we do have to give some congratulations to Gunther, who has now beaten the Honky Tonk Man as and is now the longest, has the longest single intercontinental championship reign of all time. 
Thank you so much. Honky Talk Man still still tried to go to Twitter and called himself the greatest IC champion ever. And I again, Honky Talk Man, stop. Stop. Dude, it's fake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone tell him it's fake. Stop. Um, so yeah, this match was brutal. You ever see there's a couple things that happened in this match that he beat Gable with. It got really violent at the end. <laughs> Gable tried to get out of a sleeper hold from Gunther. Gunther just suplexed him while in the sleeper hold. Ow. Pretty much literally almost landing on his neck. Then picks him up, jackknife, power bombs him. By the way, Gable's whole family is in the crowd. This is the cruelest thing I've ever seen WWE and Kevin Dunn do production-wise. He has like he has like three, like three or four little children, probably like no no older than like six, seven. Was it like was it like this? <laughs> Almost. So what happens? You almost. get the you get the sleeper suplex, which is vicious. I thought he landed almost gave it land on Squeezel's head. He then picks him up, Jack Knight power bobs him. As soon as the three is counted, they cut and zoom in on one of his children who starts bursting into tears mm-hmm. on live TV. I was like, that's a little unnecessary. <laughs> like, I get the point, but like, oh, that was vicious. Um it is sad. It's it's not sad Gable girl. It's sad Gable daughter. <laughs> like, and they kept cutting back to her too. Uh, but listen, at this point, I think Gunther rides us out to the Rumble. He loses, and Gunther's one of my front runners for the Royal Rumble. Yeah, do keep it going. Why not? Yeah, I mean, would we be surprised if Gunther made events a night of WrestleMania? I wouldn't be. A little bit. And I, I, can I still can't tell you why. Remember last week, I was like, I still don't, get, I still don't know why I'm not sold yet. It is the thing, it's because of how they're positioning him. Um, but they've definitely done a good, good job the past few weeks. Yeah. But if, would, would I be surprised if you won the Rumble? Yeah, I would be. I would. I wouldn't be. I can see, especially if Seth survives Shinsuke, I can see Gunther, Seth for the world title. Main event of Mania. Of night one of Mania. Possible, totally. I possible. like it. I, say I like keep, it. Keep the one going though. I mean, the guys, nothing wrong with them. There's nothing no. wrong with them. No, the man has put in an insane amount of work on his body, on his promo, on his ring work. Like Gunther looks like two. Like there is a clear, distinct difference between Walter and Gunther at this point. Oh yeah, no, he put the work in for sure. He put the work the effort, in. The effort's one hundred percent there. Yeah. Like he was like, I know what changes I need to make to be a star. And he made every single one of them. So make him a fucking star. Yeah. And I think he's getting there. He's he's a great, he's a great natural heel. He has a great look. Like props to him. Like I look back at the picture I have with Gunther. It's like seeing a completely different person. Yeah. Which is crazy. He's beaten a lot uh, of people too. He's beat up a crap ton of people. <laughs> crap ton of people. Um but yeah, I, I think I think Gunther Seth main event and Gunther takes it off Seth and Seth can finally go home because he finally main event to the WrestleMania and he can get his freaking back surgery. Think that's the story there. I which I like. So congratulations to Gunther again. May his may his IC title run last for a very, very long time. Long uh, may he reign. Gunther. Long long may <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of which, AEW's Grand Slam is coming up. You know, the thing that's not a pay-per-view, but Wrestle Dream is, which is coming up in a month for AEW. So, 
Exactly. Because um, it's an AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. Again, wow, what an asshole. Something that should be a pay-per-view, but only it's a it's a free television event for everybody. And they are starting uh, tonight what's going to be their world title eliminator tournament. It's just a tournament to figure out who the number one contender is for the AEW world title. Um, that tournament is starting tonight. So, Will, you have been to Grand Slam uh, once, right? Yes, the first one. What was the experience like? Fun as fuck. Uh, the atmosphere was great. The noise in that building is excellent because it's a dome. I was going to say, how are the acoustics? The acoustics are phenomenal. Uh, the first time, they didn't have like nearly enough merch, and the food was kind of trash because yeah. the that's on the stadium, though. That's not AEW's fault, per se. Well, the merch is mm -hmm. their fault, but the, it's the stadium's fault. They didn't prepare for that many, that many people, and I, yeah. I've heard from that, that the last one was a lot better for that, for that fact, but... Mm -hmm. Going to Arthur Ashe, man, it's really easy to get to, at least from, from me. Um, great venue. Acoustics are great. The show is great. Like, I love that they do this every single year. But yeah. I've heard that ticket sales are really pricey and they're not really selling that great. Yeah. So, I mean, they've been struggling ever since uh, All In at Wembley. Well, they don't, sell, they, don't, they don't sell well in the States. Also, yeah. uh, that 80,000 number... Tony Khan wants to get it audited, which is just like, why are you, why, why are you doing he, He's trying to authenticate this number. But it's not authentic, like, at all. Yeah. Like, it's not even close. Like, we all know it's not close to 80,000. Mm -hmm. So, like, here's the thing about AEW, too. Like, this is what I've heard from people who were there on other podcasts and stuff. It's just like, the number is probably closer to 60,000, 50, between 50 and 60,000, which, yeah. phenomenal number, right? That yeah, in happy. itself is a phenomenal number. Be really happy about so that. So instead, Tony Khan put more effort into lying about the actual number than he did to making sure there was merch to sell at the oh venue. Oh, my God, Like, there Tony. were no posters, no signed things. There wasn't that much merch to begin with. Like, could you imagine WrestleMania without, like, a signed program or, like, Never. a signed, a signed Never. thing with, like a, like, a signed post with the matches and both people sign it. There's, like, going a 1,000 of them. You can sell for, like, two grand each. Like, Listen, if WrestleMania were to ever leave the states and i've been to wrestlemania in a bunch of cities london would be littered in ww merch they would put a fucking flag on top of big ben if they could yes they would <laughs> you fucking would of course they would but like, but like freaking, from, from what the I, from king what of I, england the king of england would have a wwe championship belt <laughs> <laughs> oh, like they would be parading through they would put a flag on top of buckingham palace they would okay, okay. they totally would a <laughs> I'd be like, fuck, I should have thought of that. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, like uh, the merch, the one thing I have most made to be shows, there's not that much merch. I remember going to Dynamite at UBS. There was only like one merch stand. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I remember going to Arthur Ashe going, I want an orange Cassie shirt with like him just going like this. It's like a, it's a shirt of him wearing his own shirt. Like, yeah, that's something he, I, I think he had that on the indies. I've seen that shirt. Yeah, like I wanted that shirt at AEW. It wasn't there. Wasn't there? Sad. There was like only CM Punk stuff and like a Young Bucks thing, maybe, but like there wasn't that much merch. So AEW isn't good at like you know money they're outside also, of ticket sales. Yeah, they're not also they're that good at either. Yeah, they're they're not good also at having their superstar. I don't feel like their merch department is very lackluster, especially because I think they do because since they're. Performers are what will be traditional independent contractors. Right. So they partner with pro wrestling tees. Which so, is smart. Which is smart. Which is smart. Yeah. yeah. Smart for them. But 
I need to I need to look at that money breakdown. I want to and like the other thing is when you're watching an AEW show compared to a WWE show, if a WWE superstar has merch that they're just releasing or that just come out, they're wearing it to the ring. Yeah. Whereas an AEW, they don't do that self marketing like that. Dude, they didn't even have an I was there shirt. <laughs> How do you not do that? Right. <laughs> right. So like, yeah, like these this tournament's cool and everything. I actually think the tournament's a great idea. Like, I, I number one contender's tournament's fine, and Arthur Ashe is a great venue. But, yeah. like, I think this this is this part of, like, the growing pains AEW has to go through, and uh, they haven't. Yeah, so according to Mr. Friends, who went to Forbidden Door, there was only Bullet Club, AEW, Elite, and Forbidden Door shirts. That's not enough. Yeah. Like, that's not enough. That's not acceptable even for a house show. Like you had 80,000 80, people <laughs> in the building where people took pictures, and the whole, like, top section's roped off. <laughs> uh, and it only seats ninety thousand people. Well, actually, yeah. only, but it seats ninety thousand people, like yeah. with including the floor. So it's just like, dude, focus on the merch. Like, I would much rather have Tony Khan brag about how much money he made than how much tickets he didn't sell. Yeah, no, no, I agree, I agree. So hopefully, it was a little, and they really need to, at this point if because they are going to go to like a monthly pay per view schedule. The writing's pretty much on the wall there. I think um, that's a mistake. They're, I mean, we we have all in, all out, and now we're getting Wrestle Dream in in a month from now. At this point, so, um, but of of, of all the shows that need to be a pay per view and not a freaking episode of Dynamite, Grand Slam needs to be one of it. It is one of the most unique venues for pro wrestling that we've ever seen, and it's a shame that AEW doesn't profit off this more than they should. Yeah, it really is. Um. But good luck to it. I'm interested in the tournament. Uh, now let's move to a house show that became a premium live event, and I'm talking WWE payback. Okay, this this premium live event had no reason being this good. This had the lowest marks of the entire year for us, and it still exceeded my expectations. Wait, Charles was like a five or a four. No, I think no. Charles went. Charles went the highest. He went seven point five. Who gave like a four? Was it K? Who? Someone went. I think it was low. K. I was think like K. Four. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I was thoroughly impressed by this. Well, what about you? Yeah, it was fun. Like that's what I'm going to use for it. It was fun. I liked this off the bat. All the matches had a lot of time. Yes. They had room to breathe. And it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, would you prefer they take off 10 minutes in a cage match and put it on SummerSlam or they give it an extra 15 minutes and it's a fucking incredible match on the throwaway pay you like payback? Like, yeah. And the street fight I, as well was also really good. Again, so, Triple H was right. Yeah, Triple H was right. I mean, yeah, smaller, <laughs> like it's, it's a bigger spotlight on a smaller stage, which, but. It it did what it was supposed to do. Yeah, I thought the I mean, it was great. The match was you know much I hate steel cage matches. Like I, yeah. I I thought it was really fun, and now Trish is gone. For right now, right? yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it was a good end of the story, and Becky got her payback. Right, that's there the whole point. That's the whole point of the story. Payback, right? Exactly. So there you go. Yeah, it's like you know, good things come to those who wait. So I waited, and it was good. Yeah, and it worked out. <laughs> yeah. So let's go to let's go to this main event, which off the bat. Anime Shinsuke entrance, I want every I want every week. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Also, Shinsuke's <laughs> first main event of a pay-per-view in WWE. Which is... NXT not included. And it goes because he did main event uh, Brooklyn 2, I believe, with Samoa Joe. Uh, but yeah, no. 
They did a great job. I love this is the Shinsuke that we've been waiting for for a while. When he came back from New Japan, he's vicious. He's ruthless. He does not give a damn about you uh, or your people. Seth Rollins kind of not selling me on the sympathetic babyface thing, but whatever. I like how they how they portrayed Shinsuke. Obviously, this isn't over. Seth pulled a rabbit out of his hat. Shinsuke then attacked him after the match, after the cameras went off air, uh, which is kind of a Shinsuke mo because obviously, remember he lost to AJ Styles and then he need him in the balls after the match at WrestleMania. Yep. So Mr. Shinsuke's MO, he loses the world title match, he attacks you afterwards. Yep. Classic. <laughs> Classic Shinsuke. Classic. He's never getting his belt, though, unfortunately. It's looking looking more and more like it, but I like that they've given him some room to be a little bit more vicious and also be more of a natural himself, because, like, I like that they're actually saying, okay, let's dive into your Japanese heritage. Yeah. Let's use let's use these things that make you you and put the WWE sprinkle on it and make it better. That anime promo entrance was amazing. Was really cool. <laughs> yeah. WWE also knows that coming into football season, like mm-hmm. they know they're pretty much riding the wave until until the Survivor Series, where it's going to be like, uh, it's rumored to be um, like the break, the... Uh, Team Packman versus Raw system, where it's like matches actually matter again. So they're kind of okay. just, kind of just treading water, and now mm-hmm. it's just let's try, let's just sprinkle some shit up, shake it up, and try something different. So I like it. It's it's fine, right? It's yeah. it's, it's it's inconsequential and fine. It's how showy. It's you watch it for the wrestling because the wrestling's good. You don't necessarily watch it for the stories or expecting like groundbreaking shit. Mm-hmm. But even then, this story was good. I mean, the Seth with the what's it's the, the the big story now is how long can Seth Rollins go with this broken back? Dude, I'm not convinced his back's actually broken. I think it's kayfabe broken. I think he fell for it. I don't know. I don't know. I we'll see, dude. If his back was actually, how many people do you know with broken backs who can do what Seth Rollins does? Again, I've, never, many... I've never broken my back, but <laughs> I think if your back is broken, you can't move. But again, we're also normal people. We're not athletes like Seth Rollins is. Right, but I guess how do you? I guess how what can be defined as a a broken back? That's true. It depends on how big the fracture is. If it's a is a complete break, is you know, because I mean you can function with some damage to your back. Right. Depends on how bad the back is. I mean, think about this: Randy Orton functioned with a bad back for years. There's a difference between a bad back and a broken back. Like, I have a bad this shoulder, is, right? But yeah. It's not broken. Mm-hmm. If it was broken, he would get surgery. So, like, I was like, For I, most I, part, he yeah. probably has, like, a history of back issues. But I, I, Which I, every wrestler does. Of course, because that's your job. You land on your back. Yeah. But I truly believe this is just storyline, and you just fell for hook, line, and sinker. I don't know. It's there. There seems to be a lot of evidence that he may just have a really bad back like he said he's been working with like because like i think he said he has two chips like two chips uh vertebrae in his back which means he could probably still function but he probably that isn't always sense. a lot of pain yeah, that makes yeah. Sense. If you can probably still function with the chip vertebra right yeah I don't know, which you, is how probably how do you necessarily fix that i don't know exactly unless he takes time off but you know Seth Rollins, he's not taking time off right right so and it could be like the the longer he goes the worse it gets which Scientifically sounds correct. Also sounds correct. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the term broken is, is, is just maybe not the right term to use, but for storyline, Bro- it's great. Yeah. Broken, chipped. I mean, if it's not if it's not completely there, but it is broken, so 
like linguistically it does work, you know, but is it actually probably just chipped? Maybe. I mean, broken sounds better for, for storyline. Yeah, broken sounds better. Yeah, broken yeah. sounds better for storyline. It gets you invested. But good matches. I think this is going to fast lane. Um, again, this cage match, a lot better than I expected. Like, really, really good. Especially for Trish's uh, first first cage match ever in her yeah. storied career. Mm-hmm. Um, I love they played they paid the homage to Lita and Victoria. Yep. By doing their finishers, which I was very happy that Michael Cole was allowed to speak on that, which was really cool, um, which was really fun because I didn't expect her to hit a widow. She so was like, oh, shit. Um, it's history I also had no idea of. So that was pretty cool to hear. That was, pretty, that was cool to learn. Yeah, I mean, listen, ever since Vince really let the reins go and have Triple H do stuff, Michael Cole has gotten exponentially better. Yeah, but Vince isn't in his ear anymore. Yeah. Not nearly as much. Yeah, exponentially better on in commentary, especially him and Corey Graves are really fun. This this uh this premium live event. Yeah, Michael Cole's like, thank God, <laughs> KP is in here. <laughs> yeah, no, this was good. I didn't think they were going to take the risk that they were going to do. Uh, you know, the the giant uh bulldog from the top rope, Becky with the and the rock bottom from the top rope. Yeah, Trish yeah. got her ass beat. Did you see the photos afterwards? Yeah, that big welt on her forehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. No, it was it was a really, really good match. These two beat the fuck out of each other. It was believable. It was yeah, a very as... well done cage match. You know why? Because it wasn't too much bullshit with the door. No, they they played it up a little bit, but not too much. Oh, I'm crawling towards the door really slowly. Can I just get on my knees and stand? <laughs> yeah. No, they didn't do that. And they they and they used all, pretty much the entire cage. Yes, and Zoe Stark. Like, using a door like that made sense, right? Like, Zoe Stark had, mm-hmm. to in, had to get in there eventually. Like, you know, she had to give her finisher on Trish to make sure that she can separate and get, get you know, not make like a complete fool. So everyone looked good here, including Zoe Stark. Yeah. No, it was good. And it was a good ending to the story. I mean, she goes fucking nowhere from here, but who gives a shit? Who knows? Who knows? We shall see. I'm very high on Zoe Stark, her in-ring work. Uh, I think her promo work's getting better, but that might take time. Yeah. You know, we'll see. But I'm high on it. But listen, thank you, Trish. Thank you, Trish. And it was, thank you, Trish. this match got so much time. And Michael Cole They like, started the show. Yeah, Michael Cole's like, match of the year candidate. I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's fine. It's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a, it's, it could be, it could, it's a good nomination for them. For sure. It's a good nomination for them. But I, I enjoyed it. It's fun. It's the best cage match I've seen all year. Best pick I've seen in a long time. <laughs> you know. That's, that's a damn sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations to them. Great work. Becky is now going to go to NXT to work with Tiffany Stratton, which I do also enjoy how WWE has been slowly integrating their top NXT stars, whether it be like an appearance and in the crowd, or now you have this backstage segment with Tiffy and Becky. Um, yeah, Triple H is very smart, just cock teasing us with like NXT and Sean. people and, and Sean, Sean, and yeah. also bringing their like top stars down to NXT to try and gauge, to try and like fish your audience into going and watching one week of NXT. Because sometimes all it's going to take is one week, and you go, "Fuck, I guess I'm in." Listen, Dominic Ron Mysterio, the best spear in a no, stop <laughs> this. I'm going to watch this shit now. <laughs> Listen, Dominic Mysterio has done wonders for them. Yeah, for sure, and Dom having that belt. Is way and well, I mean, he should have. I think okay, if Dom beats Gunther, 
Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. I think if they held out a little bit. No, I take it back. They can drop to North America and go straight. They say, you know what? I want more continents. Intercontinental. I'm coming for you. And then have them get destroyed by Gunther. Like, that's what I, I want to see. Dude, just roll them up. Roll them up. Roll, oh, you know what? No, no, no. He does it. He does it how, how um, Warrior beat Honky Tonk Man. Squash him. <laughs> I would love that a lot, actually. I uh, was speaking of Dominic Mysterio. He was a guest. He was a guest referee on on NXT this past Tuesday. They made him a custom Judgment Day referee outfit with purple and black stripes. <laughs> That's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> I saw his video on Instagram of Dominic. It was like a fan question. It's like Dominic, we ever reconcile with your father? He's like, man, that would be tough. So much damage was done. And it's kind of hard since my father's up above. He goes, I miss you, Eddie. <laughs> 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 I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like that. It was really, it has been a it was year. really good. It was really good. We're going to talk about Judgment Day in a hot second. But first, let's move on to the massive surprise of the night. Jay Uso doing a live rock concert in the middle of payback with this return putting and having synchronicity with the crowd. Like, it looked like a rock concert. I was like, how did yeah. he pull this off? I mean, dude, he did do it. It worked in Detroit because it's the 8 Mile. Um, he's just like, you know what, Oos? They weren't in Detroit. They were in uh, I know, I know, Pittsburgh. but that, that's when he did it. He That's when he, that's when him and, uh, that's when he first did it in Detroit for SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, so yeah, He yeah. was doing the 8 Mile when, they, when, they, when, the, when the rap, when m doing the rap battle at the ends. Yeah. So that's what he was doing. And he's just like, oh, shit, I'm going to do this everywhere. It what works. Is <laughs> it's a great visual they panned out and they showed the whole crowd I was like wow that's awesome I, I'm just sitting there like yeah if I was in the crowd I'd be doing that I'd be doing it in the box of Wrestlemania <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah no it was whole man that was a huge shocker for me Cody said he struck a deal and he used his influence to bring Jay to Raw which a good just little swivel me. in the story day one what is just me. Me. day one what is <laughs> it's a great little thing i didn't see it coming uh i thought that was cool now the big thing here is that it was announced on raw by adam pierce who's having a horrible time with chelsea green um (laughs) that since jay uso moved from smackdown to raw smackdown is going to get a raw superstar they haven't named who everybody's like oh it's obviously cody um because that would Kind of makes sense. Cody, you know, swung whatever influence he has um, to get himself to SmackDown, which would be interesting. But here's the I was talking about this earlier. What if everybody's thinking this is going to be an immediate switch? And I don't think this is an immediate switch. Can you imagine? <laughs> um, what if it's like, oh, what if it's like a player to be named later scenario? They're going to steal a draft pick. <laughs> they get the first yeah. round. They get the first round. They get they one, hold one, of, one of Raw's three first round draft picks. Yeah. So if not Cody going to SmackDown, which would be the easy bring the pull him back and give him Odyssey Jones. Stop it. Um, who from Raw should go to SmackDown if not Cody? Do I got to look at the roster? That's a really good question, actually. Yeah, because everybody's screaming, "Oh, it's going to be Cody!" Uh, but what if it's not Cody? I do believe at some point Cody is going to face Roman. How you put them together, this could be a way to do it for Mania. Braun's ha- injured. Braun is injured, yeah. You got to think of someone who's on the same level. Dexter Lumis is inactive. Oh, Drew. 
He's stuck with Riddle, but I like it. Yeah, that can just be written off. Who gives a shit? Riddle sucks. <laughs> uh, I like Drew. I think that honestly, Jones is on the roster. Um, yeah, I think out of anyone, that is that is pretty much the only one who's on the level. At, I think Cody's a little above Jay, to be honest. But yeah, yeah it's Co- Cody or Drew. I think that would make the most sense. I like that. I like Drew. Champa would be interesting as well. Yeah, but uh, I mean, if, that's not a fair trade, though. No, yeah, that's, that's I'm true. Trying think, I'm trying to think of a fair trade. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, it's yeah, right main event Jey Uso with inactive Tommaso Champa. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, it that would be a little little difficult. But like, okay, I like Drew, either Drew or Cody. Maybe I'm fine Bronson, with that. Bronson Reed. I like I like Bronson Reed. Bro, I, I could give you a wild card of Bronson Reed. Like, okay, I can. Work with this, sure. Bronson, yeah. Bronson Reed smashes. Bronson Reed smashes Rey Mysterio like tsunamis. Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title. Can you imagine that visual? Yes, I could. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Ray Ray retires immediately because he can't get up. That's what it is. Uh, but let's move on to Judgment Day. Literally holding pretty much every other belt imaginable. That's not the IC title, the US title, or world title outside of Rhea Ripley's world title and the freaking briefcase. They needed this win, dude. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna this visual. I was like, all right, they finally, they're finally actually like worth a faction that's worth that. Their faction that's finally worth talking about. This match might have been my favorite match of the night. Oh, for sure. It was so much it fun. Was, it was so ridiculous. They come out wearing <laughs> hockey jerseys, and Michael Cole calls them pirates jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> Which Corey Graves was so mad about. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, what I love about it is that Corey, because Corey's from Pittsburgh, yeah. so when he when they came out with the Mario Lemieux jersey, okay, I don't give a damn about Crosby. He can go kick some rocks. But the Lemieux jersey... Corey Graves lost his mind on commentary. <laughs> he was like, this is Le Magnifique. <laughs> it was great. Kevin Owens bled a little bit too much, which thankfully the doctors were there to fix him up. Yeah. <laughs> that match was crazy. Kevin Owens doing with Jeff Hardy in the crowd. He did do to Jeff Hardy. He kind of missed <laughs> the table a little bit, though. He, 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 he the table was too, he, was he too. He overshot up like just a few inches. Or he didn't, he. He should have moved the table out a little bit more. Yeah. He still hit it, though. He hit Dom, which was yeah. supposed to be. The broke, but he landed hard. Dom had a rough week. Dom had a rough night. Yeah. He was still there for the finish, though. He was still there for the finish. Good for that. by Rhea was pretty dope, too. That was pretty <laughs> It was before Rhea's match, too. I was yeah. like, you idiots. Yeah, it was a five-minute match. It was fun. You know, um, listen, Finn Balor is now a Grand Slam champion. Oh shit, he is, isn't he? Yep, this is first time ever winning tag titles in U.S. U.S. Yep, good for him. Finn is a grand. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Uh, Damian Priest has a new Money in the Bank briefcase, which looks really bad. Does he? Which one is it? It's not this green one. No. So last, it's purple and it's purple with silver lettering. But you know how he called himself Senor Money in the Bank? Yeah. They did like you remember how I did the new KOTR? They kind of put they kind of did that kind of stencil aesthetic. Oh, that's fine. But it, it looks, looks I bet it looks stupid, but that's fine. It looks really bad. Um But I, I liked it. It's on the shop. They're selling it on the shop already for Senor Money in the Bank. But listen, good for Judgment Day. They're dominant now. The, like 
there's no other faction that has all of these belts as well as a Money in the Bank briefcase all at the same time. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, no, they, they they do look great carrying all the gold, for sure. They needed this win desperately because they don't win shit as a group, as we talked about last I was, week. I was like, yeah. As a group, I talked about last week. So this was this was a great team effort, which they really needed. It really was. It really was. Uh, and I like it because Sammy and Kevin can move on to something else. And obviously, Salva Jay's back. You had Jay and Sammy reconciling the ring to begin Raw. Aw. Yeah, they, they had the Usi hug. Oh. So, Dude, I, I watched. I that came up in my feet again. There's like the as like the year anniversary of the, the first Usi line, and watching <laughs> Roman, Jimmy, and Jay all break character. <laughs> dude, it's still so funny because Roman's look is just like what? What? And he's just looking up like this off, and then he does. And he does like so. You think is that it, Jay? You're just not. Usi, <laughs> it just, it just, it just, it's so fucking funny, and I miss it. I oh, miss man. it so much. So you want to hear something crazy? It's been over a year since Dom turned heel. That's true. Yeah, Clash of the Castle. Clash of the Castle was around this time last year. Yeah. 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 What a talk about talk about a talk about a hell of a year. Yeah. A hell of a heel run. So with, with with Jay on SmackDown, where does that leave Jimmy, and where does that leave Roman? Jay's on Raw. Sorry, reverse it. With J- Jay on Raw, where does that leave Jimmy and Roman on SmackDown? Roman's still on SmackDown. Jimmy is also still on SmackDown. I know, but what, what are they going to do? Well, Roman's not doing shit because Roman's going to be away for a while. Roman's Jimmy, waiting, Roman's waiting for Seth at Survivor Series. That's fine. J- Jimmy is slated to face AJ Styles next week okay. or this week on. Well, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm glad they split them up. Because Jimmy needs to build some street cred and literally get on the same page as Jay to make me think he has any chance of beating him. I would love Survivor Series Jimmy versus Jay. That would be pretty cool. It's the perfect time to do it. If we're going to do brand supremacy again, Jimmy Dude, versus you, Jay. You do co-main event, brother versus brother. Yes. Brother versus brother, shield brother versus shield brother. Yeah. Brothers versus brothers. Or, or, or. <laughs> something like that. Brother versus brother and brother versus brother. Brethren or Brethren. something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That'll work. But congratulations to Judgment Day. Uh, interesting run for them. Although Team also, Jimmy versus Team Jay in War Games would also be fucking really cool. That would be really cool as well. Um, Last one I want to talk about for payback. Uh, Rhea and Raquel, this is obviously the first of I many. Skipped. Really, you should watch it. It was good. It's like a five-minute match. It was longer than five minutes. We can't talk about them giving them time, and then we say this was a five-minute match. This was a seven-minute match. I fast-forward, I didn't go that far. I was like, wow, it's already over. Thank God. No, no, it was good. It was good in the sense that it actually made Rhea look like she could lose. Um, because Raquel and Rhea just have good chemistry together. And this is just the beginning of many. Obviously, we couldn't get we couldn't have Raquel take it off of Rhea at payback because right. that kind of wouldn't make sense. Um, but there was there was a lot of good here, and I think this is only gonna build from there because now Raquel, like I've said before, is no longer an Apollo Cruz type character. Right. She still got the back, but now she's mad. It to- she still has the back too. Great, it's the best back in wrestling. <laughs> Seth Rollins Seth Rollins wishes she had that back. Uh, but it Seriously. also helps the fact that these two have good chemistry because they're the same size. Like, I can only imagine how hard it is for, like, a Rhea Ripley to work with a Zelina Vega because she's twice her size. This is also probably why they work so well. Yeah. 
They were probably, I mean, just on size alone, they were probably just sparring partners down in the performance center in Absolutely. NXT. Absolutely, for sure. Because they had to be. They had to be. And so I think this is going to pay dividends. We just need to bump the Raquel character up a little bit more. Um, just a little bit more. Yeah, She's wait, getting wait, better. Wake me when she gets there, because I think Raquel has all the potential in the world. She is... Needs to be given the opportunity. She just needs to be. She needs to be mean, and yes. I think she's going to get the opportunity now. Having her stalk Rhea and having Rhea look like she could actually lose because it's somebody. Rhea's finally picking on somebody her own size. Yeah, and that's the story there. Absolutely, excellent. No, so excellent. Again, payback. No reason being that good. Solid seven point five to eight for me. Agreed. Seven and a half. Yeah, solid. Solid. It was just fun. Like, it was just a fun night of wrestling. Like, I would have bought that ticket going, shit, really? This is the card? <laughs> would walked out going, wow. <laughs> I had fun. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it was it was a good way to spend the weekend. I watched half of it Saturday morning, next half Sunday morning. So, yeah, it was. There you go. Because I wasn't, yeah. no, uh, yeah, no, no, Sunday, mo- Sunday Monday, because it was on Saturday night. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Let's move on to AEW All Out, which, spoiler alert, folks, All Out is a much better produced show than AEW All In. Yeah, and dude, I will... Dennis Rodman showed up. What? That was on Collision. That was on Collision. Really? That was on Collision? Yeah, yeah. They announced it last minute. Like, so, listen. So, you fire CM Punk Friday, but then you also announce Dennis Rodman is coming to Chicago on the same day. <laughs> they They tried. They tried really hard to kind of mask it. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fire your hero, but hey, we're gonna bring back Dennis Rodman. Which there was nothing memorable from that segment, from what I know. Like nothing at all. But then again, I wasn't watching it. You know why? Because Collision came on the same time as Payback. Like I'm just not watching it. Yeah, I'm just not watching it. I'm sorry. Uh, and I'm happy I watched Payback. But I will tell you this. I did watch All Out. Um, and here's what I enjoyed about it, uh, Will. And I think you'll you'll understand this too. As the casual of casual AEW viewers, I need a reason to tune in. And I need a reason to know why, am I inter- why should I be invested in these matches. WWE and NXT do this quite well for all of our premium live events. AEW, especially for All In, I thought was very striking, where I was like, why should I care about this? They fixed that, I think, out of necessity, because it was so it was so quickly after All In, is that every marquee match on All Out had at least a two to three minute video package. That helps. Yeah. That telling you helps. Giving you backstory, giving you interviews, telling you why they are fighting, which is something that All In didn't do. And for me and for my viewing experience, I thought AEW All Out was a much better produced and much better put together show inside and outside the ring, obviously, because nobody was fighting backstage a gorilla. Um, <laughs> it was. It was it it the the crowd was I think a lot more into it. They I mean they're in Chicago. It's kind of their home base, but it said it was just a much better show, all around, and they should be proud of the show. I thought it was a really good show. It's I think their first show where the their secondary title main evented. The uh, international title main event it was Moxie versus Orange Cassidy. I heard it was a bloodbath, turning the blood orange Cassidy. It was Blood Orange Cast. That, that's my only gripe. There were too many. There was, again, AEW problem. Too many guys bleeding in their matches. 
Sorry, Ricky, they got permission. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they clearly they put, did. They put these rules in place, and then they just don't follow them, I guess. Yeah, true. Yeah, uh, no, but it was good. Cassidy has had uh, almost a, a year reign as the international champion, formerly the All-Atlantic Championship. Yeah, uh, Which is good for him. Um, I, I realize that Orange Cassidy is really talented. I've seen this man work in person. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, he's amazing. But I also realized in watching this match with Moxley, he's really just a he's he's literally just a whitewashed Roman Reigns, Orange Cassidy. Really? The Orange Punch? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. The Orange Punch. Does he do a spear? Uh, he did. He did do a spear. Oh god, no, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. does in, he call he, it the uh, the stem. Stem. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> No, but it, but no, it was good. Orange Cassidy deserved to take some time off. John Moxley is now your new international champion. Good for him. Hopefully that'll you know raise the prestige of that title to something more than it. But it was a good match. It was a good way for Orange Cassidy to go out and should take some time off. Uh, also happening in this match, which is probably the match of the night, Kenny Omega versus uh, Takeshka from New Japan and Don Cowles' new protege, which Kenny lost oh. in a hell of a match. Hello match. Very New Japan style. Very awesome. Takeshka, kind of newer to the scene. I'm a fan of him right now. He's huge. Um, he can look Kenny Omega in the eye pretty much. And he flows really well. Great fundamentals. I can see as his bridging Derek suplex. It's just a really good match. Really good match. And this is a match that I felt told a good. This is a very WWE style match where it really like it crescendoed to something. Mm. And it told a story, which sometimes you don't get from AEW matches all the time. But they really took their time building up this match, which I thought was really, really good uh, for them. Moving on, as we're kind of fast-tracking, yeah, strap match. Strap match uh, was, this is is the CM Punk replacement match. It's supposed to be Ricky Starks versus uh, CM Punk in like a strap-style match, but obviously CM Punk got fired. (laughs) <laughs> okay and ricky starks has been trying to go up against uh one of my favorite legends ricky the dragon steamboat i've been hearing about that i hope it doesn't happen no no no. so what happened was on collision he wanted to he he wanted to get a match with steamboat in a strap match so steamboat signed the contract or steamboat got the contract created and he's like oh no i'm not fighting it's like this is like i'm also no, i'm known as a dragon but this guy is also known as a dragon and it's return of brian danielson that's pretty cool yeah. I can't say that makes sense. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So Brian Danielson returned to face Ricky Starks. Great match. Bleeding strap match. Pretty brutal. Uh, I will say uh, Ricky and Dragon Steamboat can still does still does a great working punch and some great chops. He got involved a little bit and he's he's so good. God bless he's him. he's ageless. He's ageless. Um and it was another good fantastic match. In my in my opinion, I've watched a lot of AEW pay-per-views this might be my favorite one just by the way i feel i thought it was very well put together and then we we if there was anything that was meat slapping majesty it was this powerhouse hobbs versus miro and lana well i was gonna get to that (laughs) i was getting to that um there's this whole thing with meat going on so the crowd started chanting meat the entire time it is a very meaty match yeah, they were like meat, 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 meat. Um, it was it was a very 
big meat slapping majesty match. I'd still escape. That's the wrong one, I think. I didn't hit think- that. That was, that was like my mic cord. Yeah, okay. Um, it, it was meat it slapping majesty. Thank you, Kay. Yes, thank you, Kay, so much. Thank you, Kay Fame. Uh, it still escapes me how Powerhouse Hobbs isn't a bigger deal in AEW. It really does. Um, and I don't know why. Like, he... he he looks apart. Like I don't see how he's not a champion, but whatever. Uh, that's AEW's issue. They have Great match. What? Champions. Oh, champions! This <laughs> <laughs> is enough to pass around. Right, right, Seriously. Like... <laughs> Seriously. If Taquan was here, we know what he'd say. Exactly. Um, and then all of a sudden, we had the debut of Lana, which was so weird to see. By the way. Um, and my first instance, obviously, outside of kayfabe telling us that Lana showed is she up. Pants? That's my first question. She is wearing. She's wearing shorts. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't look like it. I know, I know. It I looks know. like looks like she got pounded out by someone else in the backstage. She's going to tell Miro. She just threw on shorts, yeah, or just threw on like a shirt and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the the this happened like after the match. All of a sudden, her music, her theme music hit, or her new theme music. And you couldn't really hear it, which W, which AW does a problem of. You can never really hear their songs, especially for debuts. Um, but it says like the the Tron for it says hot and flexible. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and AEW tweeted out, "Oh my God, it's Miro's. It's it's the hot and flexible wife of Miro." That was the tweet. I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The hot hint, like this, so I was like, bold move. I don't know where this is going. Miro kind of left Lana or whatever the hell she's going to be called because they, they didn't give her a name yet. CJ Perry. Pro- they're probably going to give her her real name, CJ Perry, um, which, by the way, amazing Instagram. Um, he I'll walked. Judge of that. <laughs> Um, how soon till how soon till Lana goes through a table? Uh, I give it till Full Gear, which by the way, well, Full Gear has been announced for November eighteenth in Los Angeles. By the way, are they going to do the Crypto.com Arena, formerly known as the Staples Center, and forever known as the Staples Center? Miro did not think she was real. I mean, I get it. I've seen Lana in person. I'm like, you're not real, but I still took that picture. Because I was very hot about it. I was very intrigued by Lana because Lana's freaking amazing. Also, really nice person. Are you obsessed with Lana's Instagram now, Will? Not really. I'm not too impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like holding swords and has a gun. Which one are you watching? Watch her like latest reel. Oh, yeah. She has reels. Duh. Duh. Well, that's Orange Cassidy bleeding. That's MJF. That's a quote. <laughs> that's another quote. Oh, there she is. <laughs> yeah, she pretty. <laughs> oh my god! So I don't know what's what Lana and Miro are gonna do here. Sometimes I'm surprised that they're still married in real life because they never seem to ever be around each other. Oh, that's interesting. So, f- so full gear isn't gonna be at the Staples Center. It's gonna be at the Kia Forum. Very, very interesting. That is a smaller venue, obviously. Um, so very interesting with that full guide. Right, so we got 
as we're leading into um <clears throat> sorry as we're leading into <clears throat> the fall schedule for AEW here we've just done all in we just we did all in last week all out was this past weekend um Wrestle Dream is in October then you're going to get about 6 weeks off and then as well as still oogling over this Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to make a decision, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not, get... not really a fan. There's better out there. Fair enough. Anywho, um, so we go from Wrestle Dream October 1st. I know CJ Miro still, are still married. I just, I'm just not sure whether I, it, it's hard to believe sometimes. But anywho, so Miro's we get like a. Talk? No. No, I just said they're still married. Um, anyhow, sorry, I was thrown off. So we got Wrestle Dream in October is the next big one in Seattle in honor of Antonio Inoki. So I don't know if it's actually going to be a real, it's going to be an ongoing thing or it's just a, like a one-off. Then we have Full Gear in LA. That is August, September, October. It's four months in a row of AEW pay-per-views, Will. Great. It's like $200. That is if you're paying for it. Yep. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) That is four months in a row of AW pay-per-views. But this is, they might, they kind of might need it now that you have to eliminate the punk thing. Now, this is going to be AEW post-punk. Well, let's see how their buys are, man. I'm very interested to see what their buy rate is. Put it this way, their buy rate's high. Keep I don't, doing them, sure. Why not? It's money. Yeah, that's dependent. I don't, I don't know about their attendance for full gear because they're not doing Staples Center. They're doing the Kia Forum, which is a much smaller venue. I wonder if they could do Staples Center if WWE has like a monopoly in the building, which they shouldn't. I think that's fucking bullshit. I don't know if they have a monopoly or Staples Center. Just as I know, we don't want to. That's a conflict of interest for us. You know what I mean? I, that that shouldn't be like allowed. You know what I mean? Like. WWE shouldn't be able to have the pull being like you can't host other wrestling events here. Like that shouldn't be a thing. Well, I mean, they obviously weren't able to with MSG. It's any compete it's any compete. That's bullshit. It's not the free market at all. But then again, it's up to it's also up to the uh to the to the event planners too. Right. I mean if the if the if the, if the venue wants to be like no, that's fine. The venue can do that. Mm-hmm. But like that shouldn't come from pressure from WWE. I think that's bullshit. That shouldn't be allowed. Wait. I mean, obviously, that didn't work the last time. WWE pressed that machine. That machine was like, ha watch us. Right. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised if other venues would take that same thing. But again, All Out, worth the watch. Very good. Very good pay-per-view. My fa- probably my favorite one thus far for them. And last but not least, honorable mention this, this week goes to the great Mike the Miz Mizanin, who is on a promo roll. To uh, in a, Clint Eastwood and talk to an empty chair. Even better. Oh fuck. Even better. He comes out. He's bitching about his match with LA Knight, which, by the way, we didn't even talk about. Oh um, yeah, I for, honestly, I forgot <laughs> about it. There, I mean, that's how entertaining the show was. Um, there was an LA Knight versus Cena tease, which I'm like, ooh, maybe. Um, but Miz goes on Miz TV on Raw talking about his match and blah, 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 blah. And he wants to bring out somebody. And he goes, we're going to bring out this guy right now to talk about it. He called, sometimes you, they call him the greatest of all time, John Cena. 
Cena's music hits. Okay. Tron and everything. Nothing. Nothing at all. The cameraman does all the Cena camera movements. That's funny. Including running to the ring as if he's no, there. No, he <laughs> yes. doesn't. Yes, he does. Uh, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's such a good troll. <laughs> and then Miz does the whole segment acting like he's talking to John Cena in the empty chair. And then the crowd starts laughing. He goes, what? You can't see him? You can't see him in the chair. You John can't Cena see was pretty the... funny as a host too. Like his little promo off with Miz was cheesy, but it was effective. <laughs> oh, when he yeah, and then the be the, more involved. <laughs> <laughs> the segment ends with Miz <laughs> fighting fake John, fighting invisible John Cena, and hitting him with with a uh, with a skull crushing finale. Stupid dude. It was amazing. So <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. The cameraman doing the run though. That's my king of the night. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody in the somebody uh, at ringside has a video of him running to the ring. They did the whole videos. They did the whole segment. It was great. Also, John Cena's host was pretty good. Oh, hey, Taquan, welcome back from class. Um, John Cena doing the backstage host. Like during the backstage interview when he's in the tie. He's like gonna pull out my Lance Catamaran. I was like, nice. I don't even know who that is. You don't remember um South Paul Regional Wrestling? That was his character. Oh, that's even, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. What an Easter egg. Yeah. You know what if you know, you know. I'm glad I'm you know, I'm glad I didn't pick that up because someone does. Someone's gonna know. Of course it's fucking you. Yeah. So South- that was good. That's good. South Paul Regional Wrestling, that's really funny. South Reason Wrestling is like one of the greatest, the greatest WWE skits they ever did. Dude, my friend, my friend will send me like things on Instagram of like old John Cena like rap things in WWE. He's like, John Cena was fucking racist. Like, he's like, John Cena was fucking wild. He's been fine the one he sent me a few days ago. He, um, John Cena's also like a platinum selling artist. He is. <laughs> Which is crazy to think about. John Cena is a platinum selling artist, which is absolutely wild. I've never listened to that album. Did you ever get that album, Will? Fuck no, dude. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's, there's this one. It's like, it, it's like, it's like John Cena's on a bike, like doing like a tour de force, tour de tour de France or something. Tour de force is just a saying in sports. <laughs> like, really, listen to this. Nervous. It's John Cena in a wig on a bike. What? It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in a bike race. Like, dude, it looks like it was filmed in the 70s. It's just like, what is John Cena doing? It's called Gustav Can Ride Fast. Wow. And it's John Cena. Jeez. Goodness gracious. Setting records is standard protocol for the Tour de France. But when you blow records away and burn up a mountain at the pace most sprinters achieve on flat land, suspicions arise. <laughs> 
Is he just making fun of Lance Armstrong? Yeah, he's making fun of Lance Armstrong. He's doing drugs. This <laughs> 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 like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> Why is John Cena like being an angry German in a tour de France? I don't know. I don't know, but I am here for it. <laughs> I, I I am here for it, and I'm here for the end of the show. That is all we have this week, folks. And what a way to end, knowing John Cena used to do the Tour de France in a, in a skit. Uh, but what a week of wrestling, and maybe wrestling will be better now, but CM Punk is gone. One can hope, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Merz carried just shut up to Quan. <laughs> I like you're familiar with Merz. <laughs> of course, Merz carried. He's a better rapper. Oh my god! But yeah, I don't think I think that's all we've got this week. Uh, what a week in wrestling! You know it's going to be a good week and a phenomenal week in wrestling when I have to call Will like days before a show, telling him that someone got fired. That was pretty great. <laughs> made my day. You know what was even greater about that story? Is Wade, shout out to Wade, by the way. Wade texts me. Wade doesn't text me at all. <laughs> I was like, what? So shout out to Wade, hashtag Wade Cares, uh, for that text message blowing it up. And I just went on the I went on a whole whole deep dive into punk's firing. And listen, it's over. The punk problem is over until he inevitably shows up again on a podcast to tell his side of a story. Yeah, pretty much. And hopefully we won't be around to talk about it. Maybe he'll forget. Who knows? Maybe he'll stay away. Maybe he'll stay away. Doubtful, but one can dream. Anyway, folks, we have a Disney versus Pixar bracket to fulfill out. So, if you may, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Kings of Rings podcast episode number 353, all out of payback, and we are all out of CM Punk. Hopefully, this will be the last time we ever say Philip Jack Brooks's name on the show. Hopefully, hopefully. I'm going to start a new counter now, Will. So now you have your days without incident. Kay is going to have weeks without punk. Oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's be fun. Yeah. You can find me at a the Bigs across all social media outlets whenever I decide to return sometime next year. Find Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast across all social media outlets. Like, share, subscribe, leave us five star reviews, hit that notification button so you can see whenever we get uh, some new videos out and some new clips, uh, which hopefully will be coming out uh, a little bit more frequently uh, this time of year. The links to all of that are in the description below. If you're listening to us, wherever you're listening to, all of your favorite podcasts, especially ours. Make sure you're listening to us on WrestleAttic Radio, the Cure for the Con Wrestling podcast. Follow WrestleAttic Radio socials at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter because no one calls it X and WrestleAttic Radio everywhere else. Again, the links to all of that are also in the description below. Will Tarashuk. Uh, yeah, what's up? My name is Will Tarashuk. Tisa Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. Nothing much for me. I'm going to LA this week for the first time ever. I You're wedding. gonna hate it. I, I know. I can't wait to hate it. I'm going to LA for Waldo's wedding. So shout out to my buddy Waldo. It's gonna be a fun time. So yeah, that's all. Yeah, I tell a little congratulations for me. I too, will. By the way. I will do. I will do. Awesome, I actually gotta awesome. text and figure out what colors I shouldn't wear. 
white usually. I know, but like, I want to know what color the, the bridesmaid dresses are, so I don't wear that color. Oh, oh yeah, good call, good call. Uh, when we come back next week, we're gonna hear about Will's uh, wedding excursion to LA. We're gonna give kayfabe some time to mourn the loss of Philip J. Brooks, uh, and then we're gonna move on with our lives and talk about whatever is going on in the world of wrestling. So, folks, goodbye, good night. We'll see you soon. And no, I don't want Phil Brooks on Wrestler's Court ever, but I do want Slack on Wrestler's Court because I'm that petty of a person. Fuck you, Slack. We'll see you next week. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.